Hello and welcome back to another episode of Farewell Evangelion, the Neon Genesis Evangelion podcast where we go through the Neon Genesis series bit by bit. My name is Keith, going through for his last time, and as always I am joined by Peter. Hello! Who is going through for his first. So today we went through volume 13 of the Shinji Kari Raising Project. Uh, this was released on May 26, 2012. Plot development in my Shinji Kari Raising Project, it's more likely than you think. Sile's frustration with Gendo, plan Gendo's plans lead to their agent inside the school to abduct Shinji and place him under a mental control, which means Rei and Asuka must put aside their own rivalry long enough to join forces and rescue Shinji. Yep. Uh, so let's take a brief moment to talk about my prediction. So prediction the first, uh, White Day with Karu. Uh Wrong on both counts. No White Day, no Karu. Yeah, karu has been missing uh, for a while. Prediction the second. Gendo is a badass, and it involves digging in some way. Uh, <laughs> and uh, wrong on both counts. Gendo doesn't really have any particularly awesome moments in this one. It's uh, kind of left to the children to solve the issue this time around. Yeah, Celia uh, 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 kind of figured out Gendo's weakness in a sense. Yeah, his weakness is how much he loves his son. Uh, which, interestingly enough is not his weakness in any other series. Oh, definitely not. Uh, but yes, uh, Gendo is about us. And then my third and final prediction was we were going to see the angel that's uh, super big and falls from the sky. Uh, and we didn't. Uh, because the quote-unquote angel that we got this time, the antagonist that was interjected by Sile to cause problems, was just Shinji himself. I mean, I guess you could draw parallels to Bardiel, but that's about it. Yeah, I guess. Anyways, uh, this series, this volume, this reading experience... Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's kind of a weak chap uh, volume, considering what it's following. Yeah. It also just, like, it seems to be, and uh, I was about to call it the culmination, but it's probably not. It's probably going to get worse before it gets better. But it's uh, an acceleration. That's that's a good word for it. It's an acceleration of the issues we've been seeing in his dreams, where he keeps having dreams about having to choose between them. And, like, there's been little moments here and there, but a large part of this volume has just been Shinji dealing with having to choose between Rei and Asuka. Yeah, effectively, uh, he's no longer capable of just delaying it at this point, essentially. It's the issue getting frustrated. The issue's getting pressed on all sides. It's not just him thinking about the fact that he has to make this choice. It's them repeatedly coming up with situations, like, for instance, <coughs> in the first uh, chapter of the volume, they're going out to buy some gifts uh, for their well, uh, the different parental female figures in their lives. And Gendo. It's Gendo, Yui, and Kyoko. Uh, and Misato. Does Gendo actually get a gift? Yeah, he does. Someone give one to Yui, I didn't see what they no, got. No, he gets one, he, he's probably, like, everyone's like, oh, thank you, and then Gendo's just tearing up in the background, looking at it with pure joy. Oh, okay, I missed that. Um, yeah, so they're, uh, buying gifts, and, uh, the discussion of who does Shinji like more starts with them talking about what kind of gifts to give, because, uh, Asuka just wants to buy clothes, and Rei wants to get something more than clothes, Something that they'll use uh, every day, uh, such as, for example, a carrot peeler. Yui's been talking a lot about how she needs a new carrot peeler. Um, and uh, so they try and get Shinji to voice his opinion on which is a better gift. Um, honestly, Shinji could have done a better job on this one, because... I think they both have value in their arguments, in that uh, is pointing out that Ray's idea is stupid because getting a carrot peeler, and she says, like, why don't you just step it up a level, get them a slightly more intimate gift, like a sink stopper, or plug. Um, and it's just like, yeah, Ray, I understand what you're going for, but uh, not a great gift. Um, and then, similarly, from the other perspective of, like, the idea of buying clothes is a little bit boring of a gift, I guess I would say. That seems harsh. I don't mean to say Plus that if you buy clothes... it sucks, because fuck yeah, sucks. 
Socks and underwear, I'll take every single Christmas. Um, but yeah, no, it's not that it's a bad gift. I just can see where Ray's coming from of, like, the idea of buying clothes doesn't seem as interesting as the idea of buying them something that they'll actively use on a regular basis. Um, and then while they're arguing, Shinji, rather than voicing either of these opinions, says, how about we just go to a department store and then we can look for both things at the same time? Um, that's a good point, actually. Yeah. Even though he's kind of wishy-washy, and that's escape, it's still a good answer. Yeah, it's not a terrible answer, it's just him uh, finding a way to dodge questions. Um, we then get the next time when they're prompted to choose, because uh, Ray forces... Uh, Ray... No, sorry. Asuka asks Ray if she's ever thought about dressing up as a magic girl, uh, and Ray gets all flustered, and then Oscar immediately so, yes. drags her... Yes, Ray regularly does, 100%. I assume. Uh, so Asuka drags Ray into the changing rooms, and they both try on costumes of a sort, with, uh, Asuka... I don't know how to describe what she's wearing, but she's wearing a costume. I think she's uh, supposed to be, like, a Shinto priestess thing, and, uh, I think Ray's supposed to be, like, a maid. Yeah, Ray's definitely in, like, some sort of maid costume, uh, with more ribbons than usual, is, uh, how I noted it. Uh, although, I don't know, maybe that's the normal amount of ribbons for a maid. I haven't had a maid in a long time. I don't know if they've changed the number of ribbons they wear. <laughs> um, and then, yeah, Asuka was, like, almost like she was, like, cosplaying a Shinto priestess, and that, like, I felt like it was a lot more revealing than most priestesses normally wear, but who am I to say? I also haven't been a priestess, a Shinto priestess in a long time, so maybe the costume's changed. Um, time's changed. But, yeah, uh, so, this is where Shinji's prompted again of who looks better in their chosen costume. Uh, and Shinji plays the uh, riding defense line of, I think you both look pretty cute. The, the thing uh, I like about this is Asuka calls him out for not having the guts to choose, but Ray looks legitimately re like relieved that he did pick. Yeah. Uh, well, I think part of the reason Ray looks uh, relieved is there's no good option for Ray here. It's either Shinji thinks Asuka looks better... Or Shinji thinks Ray looks better, but it's specifically when Ray's wearing weird clothes she'd never normally wear that were specifically <laughs> chosen out by Asuka. It's not a good option for Ray either way. Or alternative, it's either he says Asuka is the better looking one, or he says Ray's the better looking one, and then Shinji's dead. Yeah, uh, there's no good options here for Ray, and there's uh, not great options for Shinji. Um... Yeah, so he tries to uh, ride the fence a little bit, uh, and he gets called out. Uh, Ray seems kind of, like, dejected for a lot of this volume. Um, and so after they're done shopping, uh, Ray tries to help Shinji carry the bags, and Shinji's like, nah, I've got it. And then Ray's just like, alright, well, in that fucking case, I'm going home. Uh, I don't want to hang out with you guys anymore. And Asuka's like, that's great, now me and Shinji are going to get lunch, just the two of us. Uh, we're gonna go to this real romantic spot and get lunch. Uh, she's and... like, oh, fuck no, I can't commit to anything. Ray, come with us. Ray, tag along, for the love of God. If I go to a real romantic lunch with, uh, Asuka, it might force me to make a decision. Uh, and I don't want to do that, so I need you to be there as my emotional buffer. But don't be too close of an emotional buffer, because then it'll look like I'm choosing you. So I need Asuka to still be there as well, so that she can act as an emotional buffer between us. We need to keep everyone uh, here at a nice, cool arm's length. Can you do that for me? I need you to be a uh, friend and literally nothing more, but also I can't explicitly state that because then it makes it sound like I'm making a choice about our relationship. Yeah, so, I need to like, have some level leading you guys on for this dynamic to keep up that I totally don't want. Yeah. Uh, so they agree. Um, Asuka gets real pissed off about this, so Shinji tackles and gropes her. Um, and while saying, hold on, Asuka... He then uh, gropes her, and she's like, oh, is that what you were looking to hold on to? Uh, and Shinji apologizes. And long story short, they come up with the idea of it's a really nice day out, so rather than going to some super romantic spot as a threesome, uh, Shinji's just going to sit. I do need to point out one thing, which is probably my favorite scene here, uh, which is, uh, I think it's on page 20, where it's after that scene, and Shinji's like, Asuka, you didn't have to do that. And her response is, no, Shinji, I didn't have to do that. I could have chosen to simply kill you. Yeah, that, that's pretty great. So yeah, uh, they agree. Shinji's going to watch the bags. Asuka's going to go buy food. And then Ray's like, you know what? I'll tag along. I'll also help. Uh, 
and so they uh, both go out to buy food, and then uh, Shinji is immediately confronted by uh, naked Rei and Asuka uh, asking him to choose, and then he realizes he's dreaming again, uh, and he's awoken from his dream by the two of them holding out food towards him, both a hamburger and some takoyaki, um, and they're like, alright, this is the food we've gotten for you, choose! Now, uh, I just do need to point out here. Shinji decides to eat both because that's the easy answer here. There, there's no, I can't think of a timeline where Asuka does not win with the burger here. No, a hundred percent. I, I can think of a timeline where eating both is a great idea. Not simultaneously. I think you eat the burger, and then if you're still hungry, you finish with the taiyaki because, like, it's a nice pastry filled with uh, jam. It's essentially. Oscar bought him dinner, uh, Ray bought him dessert, and then they asked him which he would rather eat, and Shinji decided, I'm just going to shovel both into my mouth at the same time. And, and on top of that, uh, I don't know if uh, you look too closely at the burger wrapper, uh, but much like Shinji, the writer had also a problem deciding what brand to use, and the brand is McBurger, and the type of burger is a M Hopper. A M Hopper. Yeah. Yeah, it's, uh, they couldn't decide between a couple different brands there. Um... Shinji decides his dream was uh, a precognition, and then, yeah, as you said, he eats them both at the same time, and the taste is not good, so he throws it up. And Asuka laments the fact that this is just like every other time he's hung out with them. Uh... Oh, right, and then the chapter ends with them giving the gifts to the various people. Yeah, they get Misato beer, which, how do they get Misato beer? I don't know. They even address that, so this conversation started at the end of the last one. I don't think we actually talked about it. But when they were uh, fighting Ramiel, they Misato promised them an extra special prize, and Asuka just decided that that meant cash. Uh, and so they talked about what they were going to spend their money on and decided it'd be nice to buy gifts for people. And Shinji was like, we should also get something for Misato. And they all agreed, like, the only thing Misato would ever want is beer, but they're not old enough to buy beer. So that raises the question of how did they buy them beer? Um, yeah, so... Gifts, everyone seems really happy with their gifts. Also, it's important to note that uh, Shinji goes home alone because uh, Asuka's going to Kyoko to give her her present. Yeah. Um, and when Shinji opens up the door, uh, Misato answers the door, except she's wearing a button-up shirt completely unbuttoned, revealing her bra, and uh, pants that are halfway undone, revealing her undergarments. Uh, and Shinji calls her like, Is this what you wear when I'm not home? And she's like, it's also what I wear when you're home, but you just don't pay close enough attention. Uh, <laughs> yeah, and then Misato kind of grills him on the whole thing of like, oh, who are you going to pick? Right, yeah, this is where they kind of hammer it home a bit more, because now that Shinji's home alone with uh, Misato, Misato starts asking him about who he's going to choose between the two of them. And then yes! chapter 30 is the one where it shows Kyoko getting the gift and then Yui and Gendo. And yeah, it's... Uh, uh, he looks like, oh, thank you very much, and Gendo looks like he's about to break down crying with joy. Yep. And, uh, presumably the chapter ends with Misato sending Shinji on a beer run. Yeah, because it's, uh, her calling out, hey, Shinji, I'm out of both fear and booed. Uh, fear and booed. Yeah, Peter, that's what she's out of. Uh, <laughs> I'm out of fear, Shinji. <laughs> Shinji, give me a little fear. Uh, <laughs> Beer and food. Uh, and she makes him go buy more stuff for her. Uh, so that's uh, this chapter. Uh, the next one is the one where they're doing the school project of talk to an adult about what they do for a living. Yeah. Classic, classic school project. Um, and Shinji has the thought of, we gotta be real careful who we talk to because... We don't want to be boring and ask the same person as someone else from class, so we should find someone that no one else is asking. And Kensuke and Toji both like give each other side eye and clearly think this is our chance to break into the lab and discover all those secret clues that that hot teacher's been asking us to get from them on behalf of Sile. Uh, so and the giant robot. And the giant robot. So Shinji, you should uh, take us into uh, the labs, and we'll ask your mom. Because uh, you got a hot mom, also, Shinji, by the way, in case you weren't aware. Uh, your mom is hot. And also, that was Gensuke, because Toji was saying all the same things, except there was a lot more does and yuz and profs yeah. when he was telling prof that prof's mom is the hottest babe in all the town. Uh, also, he's relatively confident that uh, 
Shinji's mom is one of the few women in town who's not obsessed with Shinji. Problem is, she is uh, with Gendo still. So, and unfortunately, uh, this just the thing. I love no way. Yeah, go ahead. The thing I love about that too is like, is there no girl in this town that ain't obsessed with Shinji? And then Hikari's like, uh, I'm not. <laughs> and then Asuka's like, well, that, Hikari, that's because you have your own idiot to deal with. Yeah, so all this happens because, uh, well, so when they get to the lab, they run into uh, Asuka and Hikari, who decided they were going to talk to Asuka's mom. Uh, apparently, Fada was just there. Yeah, they were definitely weren't just following Shinji. Mono was there because Shinji was there, and so she 100% was following Shinji. And Rei also decided she was going to talk to Yui because uh, Yui is the only adult that Rei knows. Uh, I say that the being only fully... competent adult that Rei knows. No, I say that being fully aware of the fact that she knows both Gendo and Misato, I stand by the sentence <laughs> that Yui is the only adult that Rei knows. Um, so that's. How everyone ended up questioning Yui, and Yui tried to shove it off to Gendo. Uh, and I, I love this part. The first question that anyone asks Gendo, uh, Gendo's like, it's confidential. And Yui's just like, you just don't know how to answer that question, do you? You don't and know what's so, really confidential. You don't know what you're allowed to say. And Gendo's like, no. And Yui's like, yeah, it's 100% what it is. And Shinji's like, yeah, that's 100% what it is. Yeah, uh, sends him off to deal with Kyoko, essentially. But the other thing I like is when he, they enter the room, he's doing the Gendo pose in the, at his desk, and everyone's, like, impressed by him that doesn't know about him. Yeah, and Shinji has the thought bubble of, at least he's not using those special shadows that <laughs> he clearly has on uh, reserve in for just such an occasion. I mean, he did design the building. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, uh, Gendo gets sent off. Uh, I think it's Setsuki is the one who sees uh, Shinji there. First of all, they're all kind of drilling over the hot babes who work at the labs. And then uh, Setsuki calls out Shinji. She's like, why are you asking questions? Like, you work here. You already know everything. And Shinji's like, ah, oh, no, there's still a lot of stuff that I could learn. And Suzuki immediately starts flirting with him. And she's like, oh, well, if there's anything I could teach you, you just ask and I'd be happy to show you privately. Yeah. Um, and that starts the whole thing about Toji asking, like, is there no woman in the city that doesn't like him? Yeah, and then uh, Hakari even calls it, uh, I'm not in love with him. To which, like, Asuka's like, man, you're making the right fucking choice there. I tell you, it's awful. Which, I think it's the first time Asuka's admitted out loud that she has feelings for Shinji. Like, she didn't explicitly say, I have feelings for Shinji. But when someone says, does everyone in this town like Shinji? And then Asuka's response is, you're making the right choice by not liking him because it's hell liking him. It's very heavily going right up to the line and just not crossing it of her admitting she likes him. I mean, to be fair, uh, everyone already... Oh, Asuka and Hikari both know that Hikari knows that Asuka likes Shinji. Oh, 100%. It's just uh, Asuka usually tries harder to hide that fact. <laughs> Anyways, uh, the students decide to, like, wander around a little bit. Um, Mana wants tea. Mana wants tea. Uh, Mana's gonna get tea. Asuka explains that there's no tea in this sector. You have to go to a completely different sector. It gives off the whole sector code for it. Uh, and Mana ignores Asuka and is just like, well, how far is it to get tea, Shinji? And she's just like, oh, it's about 300 meters that way. Uh, and Asuka gets pissed at Shinji because she didn't understand that uh, she was just trying to get rid of Mana. And this is uh, the other major theme of this um, chapter, this volume. Is it's a whole bunch of people trying to force the issue of Shinji choosing, and it's also Asuka getting increasingly pissed off about the fact that Shinji refuses to do anything that could upset anyone vis-a-vis choosing, so anytime Mana starts flirting with him or anything, Shinji just kind of lets it happen. Worst case scenario, he uh, like tries to calm other people down when they get upset about it, so that's kind of the other thing that happens here. It's Shinji being confronted with the fact that he has to choose and trying to avoid it, yep. and Asuka getting more and more pissed off about the fact that Shinji uh, refuses to hurt anyone's feelings, and thus keeps uh, delaying the issue of choosing. Yep. Now, this next part, when they're at the tea thing, uh, there's a bit of banter, and then Toji realizes that there's a sign that says Special Use Auxiliary Underground Research Division, 
uh, connecting hallway. Authorized personnel only. And if you zoom in on the little post-it note on it says, Commander Akari is not authorized personnel. And I was going to be like, he's in there. He's stuck in there right now. He never made it to Kyoko. He 100% saw that sign, ignored it, walked in, and got lost. 100%. Um, and, but Kensuke misinterprets that and doesn't realize that the whole reason uh, Commander Akari is not allowed is because he will get lost the moment he walks in there. And assumes that the reason that Gendo Akari isn't even allowed in there is because the secrets that are in there are even too big for him. Uh, which is ridiculous, because while they're having that banter, uh, Asuka and Rey are talking about the fact that they're perfectly welcome to go in there. Um, they've been in there before, it's just uh, kind of boring. So, like, it's just that, a dark that, hallway. The idea that it holds deeper secrets... Because Gendo can't get in there is kind of ruined by the fact that the two child members of the lab are perfectly welcome to go in there. Uh, and even comment that they go in there all the time. Yep. Which I assume Asuka ended up going there all the time because that's the shortcut towards getting towards uh, her mother's place. Yeah, it's literally just a connecting hallway, but it's dark. <laughs> that's the whole yeah. thing. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so anyways, we get a rehash of that last time uh, chapter from a couple volumes ago. Where all the kids go into that specific hallway, this hallway, and uh, get lost. Um, except this time, instead of it being uh, all the kids, or Shinji, Rei, and Asuka, it's Shinji, Kensuke, and Toji go in, because they kind of bully Shinji into taking them in there. Meanwhile, Shinji's explaining, Hey, I don't know this area very well. We will get lost if we're not careful. Hey, by the way... I don't think I'm allowed to go down there, and I'm 100% sure you guys aren't allowed to go down there, so we shouldn't go down there. Uh, and they ignore him and force him to take them down there. Uh, pretty early on... Oh, well, not pretty early on. They go for a little while. They don't find anything. Uh, Kensuke keeps making comments about the fact that it's dark in here uh, is a good sign, because you always keep all your secrets in the dark. Yep. Um, and then, That's some uh, grade-A link in there, Toji. So they end up um, kind of wandering a little bit. They hear footsteps at one point and get very startled because they're like, oh, who's down here? They're going to find us. Uh, and she's just like, I told you, we're not allowed to be down here. We should hide from those footsteps. And then, uh, so they end up hiding. And then Kensuke is like, all right, we should probably leave. This is uh, getting a little bit dangerous in here. Uh, Shinji, show us the way out. And Shinji's like, I don't fucking know the way back. I'm lost right now. They're like, Shinji, you promised us. You told us you knew exactly where you were going. He's like, no, that's the fucking exact opposite of what I told you. I told you I don't go down here, and I have no idea how the fuck to get out. Uh, luckily, they're saved, uh, because I'm even willing to bet Mana has no idea how to navigate down there, but just has the ability to always uh, know the shortest path to get directly towards Shinji. I mean, I wouldn't uh, put her being unauthorized user past. Yeah. I wouldn't put it past her. I'm just saying I also wouldn't be surprised if the revelation was that she had never been in there before, but just knew how to navigate to Shinji anyways. Yeah. Uh, and that's what she does. She navigates to Shinji. Uh, she immediately starts clutching up against him, and then she leads them out of the tunnel. Yeah, and then we see a brief thing of Kyoko walking around. I was like, oh, I thought I heard somebody. And then just reassured, it's like, yeah, Gendo's definitely trapped in here somewhere. Yeah, I I feel like the implication with Kyoko was if they hadn't have run away from the footsteps, it would have been Kyoko and she would have let them out. Uh, but instead, they got lost. Uh, and I keep saying this, like, Gendo's definitely trapped in there. The end of the chapter is literally Gendo calling Yui, saying, Yui, sorry, I'm lost. I'm frightened and it's dark in here. Yeah. Uh, just before that happens, though, uh, the girls are complaining, and then they decide to take a bath together in that big bathroom that we know that exists in the labs. Uh, clearly the boys have a similar thought, uh, except the men's bath is out of service, so they just kind of hang out. Uh, now, there is one other thing I do want to point out in this one, and it's uh, from the beginning of the chapter, and that's when Toji's asking questions to Gendo. Uh, <laughs> if you're not expecting it, it's kind of an, uh, odd uh, thing to get said, but he says, so this lab you got here, Mr. Akari. Artificial evolution serious business sounds like some Pokemon shit, am I right? Right, yeah. <laughs> Those Calls out the lab for sounding like something from Pokemon. Yeah. 
<laughs> those deep dark secret Pokemon things going on. And this is the this is one of two Pokemon references in this chapter. Yeah. Or volume, not chapter. Yeah, volume. Uh, all right. So next chapter uh, involves all of the cool kids. Well, first of all, it starts off uh, with Ritsuko getting a stern talking to from the lab or from Sealy, uh, and about the importance of her next task. We're not told uh, what the next task is. Um, but we do get her thought process, which is, um, she's annoyed with them stressing the importance because she's not the one who keeps fucking it up. She does exactly what's asked of her, and they keep failing to be successful. Um, and she essentially makes a comment of, I'm going to stick with it for this attempt, but after that I'm getting the fuck out of Dodge. Uh, and then the chapter properly opens up. Uh, with the children playing volleyball in the school gymnasium. Uh, it appears to be uh, Hikari, Asuka, and Rei versus Shinji, Toji, and Kensuke. Uh, and based on what details we can glean, uh, the six are the winning team gets to choose an activity that they're all doing together. With it's not volleyball. Yeah, and the girls are currently winning, and my understanding is that if they win, the team of the group all has to go watch a romance film. Uh, she just makes it clear that they don't have to sit with the girls, but they do absolutely have to go see the movie anyways. Uh, and Kensuke, not Kensuke, uh, Toji's like, don't worry, I got a secret weapon that'll absolutely help us win. Uh, Mana, swap in for Kensuke, and both of them, like, stand uh, next to each other, super confused. Mana being like, me? Why do you want me to play? And Kensuke being like, do you think I'm fucking awful at this or something? Like, just be clear, please. Toji, uh, I thought I was your number two. So, uh, Toji whispers into Shinji's ear uh, and explains the idea that Mana will do whatever it takes to make Shinji happy. Uh, so, just ask Mana to help and she will 100% dominate the enemy team. Um, and the way she dominates the enemy team is by, instead of playing volleyball at all, she starts just hugging and kissing Shinji. Well, she learned uh, from Kaoru in that pool game. Yeah, 100%. That's how you win. She uh, kisses him in uh, the Japanese sound. Well, at, when Asuka flattens him with the dodgeball, uh, him and Mana, she falls in a way that kisses him and it makes the chew sound, which is the Japanese sound effects for kissing. And yeah. this is the second fucking Pokemon joke where Asuka says, Foul temptress, you give him a chew, you better be ready for the peak of bitch. And Mana's only response to this is, Oh my my my, what would you have done if I had him accidentally kissed him on the lips instead? Um, and this uh, Antagonistic is... Mana is like the best. Yeah. So this is kind of the part that pushes Asuka over the edge that I was talking about earlier, uh, where she's getting more and more frustrated with Shinji, uh, because she straight up calls him out, and she's like, Shinji, renounce this foul temptress and remove her from your vicinity at once. And, uh, Shinji's immediately like, alright, Asuka, let's calm down a little bit. You're getting a little bit worked up here. Uh, how did we even start this argument anyways? Uh, and Asuka starts lamenting the fact that Shinji's kind of always been like this ever since they were in grade school. Shinji's stance has been uh, peace at whatever cost. Uh, um, I don't know, but maybe. Yeah, so she starts talking about all these different times when he has made choices that upset her because he refused to make choices that upset anyone. And refusing to make a choice is still making a choice. Um, so she screams at him, she pushes him, and tells him she doesn't want to see him ever again for the rest of the day. After the day, she'll probably want to see him again, but not today. No more Shinji for the day. Um, and this is some real Home Alone type shit, uh, <laughs> where she wishes to not see Shinji for the rest of the day, and then... Uh, strange circumstances happen that are outside of either one of their control, and then the next thing you know, uh, he's not uh, visible to her for uh, the rest of the day, and she starts to wonder, is this because I said that? Just like having Home Alone, he wishes that uh, his family never existed, and then he wakes up the next morning, and due to strange circumstances that are outside of his or his family's control, uh, they seem to believe that uh, his family no longer exists. That I wish uh, out of existence. Yeah, it's a weird situation. Anyways, those strange circumstances that I was just talking about. Uh, when Rich she pushed over, 
yeah, when she pushed over Shinji, uh, he kind of sprained his wrist. Uh, so he goes to the nurse's office. Uh, Ray offers to help him, but she's like, you should just go to class. I'll go to the nurse's office on my own. And then Mitsuko's like, oh, your wrist, it's uh, not that bad of a sprain, you'll be fine. Uh, but how about you uh, take these uh, narcotics real quick? Just like put them in your body, ingest them, don't ask questions. And Shinji's like, that's a great idea. And then he collapses into her chest because she drugged him. Um, like a villain. Or um, like one of those cool guys from teen movies who provides the teens with drugs. Um, well, as I said, she's very much at that threatening level of Power Rangers villain. <laughs> she, yeah. she doesn't really do anything villainous other than she knocks him out, and then, uh, according to Misato later on, found him behind paper towels in the storage room. Yeah. So she knocked him out and then, like, hit him in the back of the storage room behind the paper towels. Um, and once again, as soon as uh, Shinji's unconscious, she stands up in the middle of the nurse's office and like, well, now my work here is done. And it's like, no, you still have to hide him behind the paper towels in the storage room. Stop trying to be done before you're done. Uh, <laughs> no wonder why Celia's getting pissed off at her. Yeah, really, though. Uh, so, cut back to uh, Ray and Asuka. Uh, in well, mostly Asuka. Ray's there, but we're kind of focusing on Asuka for this bit. And Asuka's thinking to herself about how long it's been since Shinji went to the nurse's office, and she didn't hurt him that bad, did she? So why is he taking so fucking long? Uh, and then she realizes that she's been completely zoned out, and the teacher's calling on her to read, and so she starts reading. Uh, well, uh, I want to put it that Ray also gives her the save here and points out where they're from. Yeah, Ray does help her out a little bit. Uh, and then after class, she fucking sprints... I think she sprints. She might just be aggressively stomping. It's unclear. I mean, uh, uh, the the uh, sound effects of zoom zoom are present. Oh, that's true. So she's probably sprinting uh, towards the nurse's office to figure out why the fuck he never came back because he missed the entire class. And clearly, the entire he's just, day of classes. Yeah, and clearly he's just milking this fake injury uh, and probably also doing perverted things with the copy, if I had to guess. Um. So they get to the nurse's office. The nurse's office is locked. Uh, apparently Akagi went home for the day. Yeah. Um, and they're like, we gotta find Shinji. And Misato's like, nah, what you guys gotta do is get to the fucking lab. There's a situation. And Asuka's like, uh, yeah, all the more reason for us to find Shinji. You know how there's three of us that deal with situations? Shinji's one of the three of us, Misato. I don't know if you're too drunk to realize that. But Shinji's one of those people who helps. We should find him so he can help. And Misato's like, uh, yeah, that doesn't seem like you, know, you two go on ahead, I'll figure out where Shinji is. And so they go on ahead, and they go to the lab. Yeah, and to clarify, uh, Misato it makes it clear she'll look for Shinji. Yeah. And as we already revealed, she finds him in the back of the storage closet. Again. Uh, so they talk about how Sile is making another attempt to hack the system. And I forget who, but someone... Comments on how it's ridiculous that they keep trying because they don't seem to be doing anything new and it keeps not working. Uh, and Yui's like, actually, every time they fail, they learn a little bit more about our system and get a little bit better. So these repeated hacks are definitely a problem. Uh, and this uh, so time yeah. it is something very new. Yeah, also, the... Uh, Two girls were sent to go put on their plug suits. Uh, and Ray seems a little bit concerned about whether or not they're going to be able to handle this situation without Shinji. Uh, Asuka seems to be of a very different opinion, which is they're going to speedrun this, because her goal is to completely resolve the situation before they find Shinji. That way, she can yell at Shinji for being late, and he'll have to make it up to them by probably making dinner for all of them. A full meal, not just like a something whipped together. He's going to have to bust out all the stops. Um, and Ray seems to be content with this plan. So, what is Sile's new plan, you might be asking yourself? Uh, Honestly, I still can't figure it out because if, if it's Shinji that they're sending the virus through into the system, but he's also behind paper towels, how the fuck is he connected to the internet? I don't know, man. Uh, Wi-Fi enabled paper towels, probably. Uh, so, yeah. 
It's new for CLA. It's not new for everyone else, though. Because this is essentially a repeat of when they wanted Asuka and Rey to have better teamwork skills, so they made Shinji pretend to be a pervy ghost uh, and constantly run into them and grope them. Yeah, little uh, they know they've already trained for this. Yeah, so this time, uh, Shinji's been drugged, so he's not entirely himself, but he does just keep uh, running up and groping them. Also, uh, the first time he gropes the two of them, uh, they both just kind of lie there helplessly afterwards and do nothing about it, uh, which is not at all how Asuka normally is. Um, so the lab techs are like, man, this is problematic to say the least. Um, and so they decide to pull the girls out of there, and it's revealed that the reason that Shinji's groping is so much more uh, detrimental to the girls this time is because they've injected the dangerous code that, for instance, was in Ramiel in the past into Shinji, uh, which I don't fully understand, but uh, Wi-Fi enabled paper towels does help. Um, and so, yeah, it's... The system is used to Shinji being there, and it has no defenses up for stopping Shinji from doing things. So, Shinji's uh, detrimental code is getting stuck in through him, and is hampering the system a lot more aggressively than it normally would. Um, in addition, they can't, like, write up defenses to protect from Shinji, because the only way to do that where he's already baked into the code is to completely rewrite the code from scratch, and that's not something they have the time to do right now. So they just have to figure out a way to break Shinji out of the stupor and wake him up. And uh, uh, as no surprise, Asuka's plan is to hit Shinji harder until he stops. But then Ray's like, uh, I don't think we can do that. Which they've been clear that like pain doesn't transfer the same way. Like, I I think they would have more pain than Shinji would, considering normal things shouldn't injure unless it's damaged from these viruses. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, uh, Asuka's like, alright, so we're just going to be super violent towards Shinji. And Ray's just like, Please, let's not be violent with Shinji. Uh, don't worry, I promise I'll figure out a way to end this peacefully so we don't have to hurt him. And, like, Asuka has a little thought bubble of, like, I'm not used to seeing Rei get this fucking passionate about stuff. Does she really care that much about Shinji? And then Asuka, like, thinks to herself, man, she's just like me. And, like, I get that what Asuka's trying to think through there is, I care a lot about Shinji, I just want to save him. Clearly, Ray feels the same way right now. But Ray's not just like you, because your reaction to hearing Shinji's like this is, I'm going to beat the shit out of him until he wakes up. And Ray's reaction to this is, let's not beat the shit out of him. He's not the one doing this. Let's figure out a way to break him out. Um, so, maybe Ray does feel the same way you do, but I don't think it's fair to say that Ray is just like you in this case. Because you're both having very different reactions to the same stimulus. Um... Anyway, so they try to talk to Shinji. Uh, Asuka shares some embarrassing stories from his childhood. Yeah, just shock uh, him out of it. <laughs> Shinji's a bedwetter. So the best part about this uh, is Shinji starts like stumbling towards them, and Asuka calls out, Hey, Shinji, you went to bed until third grade. Uh, and then Shinji stops lurching towards them. Uh, and one of the lab techs calls out, Uh-huh, he stopped? And I misinterpreted that at first. And thought she wasn't saying that to him stop moving <laughs> in the simulation. And I thought she was calling out, huh, he stopped to you wet the bed till third grade. As if she's surprised to hear he doesn't still wet the bed. You can uh, stop doing that? Wow, he actually, like, stopped? Misato told me he still wets the bed regularly. I mean, you can um, take it as, like, she was surprised that the act of stopping was a possibility, and she does. Yeah, she still wets the bed. Um... Yeah, uh, so that stumbles him for a second, but doesn't shock him enough to wake him up. Uh, he starts using his terrible virus code uh, powers to tear away their clothes. Um, and then he uh, fully climbs on top of Ray, and uh, shit gets real uncomfortable, and it looks like he's about to make out with Ray. Uh, and then uh, she runs away, and then he grabs her, and it looks like he's about to make out with her again. And then Oscar remembers something. Asuka remembers that uh, whether he's in a trance or not, he never pays any attention to her. And she's just not okay with that anymore, so she kisses him. Um, and then 
Shinji wakes up, but he doesn't remember kissing her. He just sees her holding up against him. And he's like, Asuka? And he goes to take a step back. And she's like, nope, that's not happening. We're clutching No more close. accidents. We're clutching real close together, because if you take a step back right now, you're going to see the uniform that you tore to shreds while you were possessed. So you're not stepping backwards. You're pressing your body tight up against me until either one of us gets removed from the simulation. And that's just the way this is going to fucking work. Okay, buddy? Uh, and yeah, this is when uh, him being woken up uh, is what allows them to find him. And they find him hiding behind paper towels. Paper towels? Jesus Christ, Peter. Paper towels. They have find him hiding behind paper towels in the store. Yeah, uh, so that kind of ends the conflict, and Asuka seems to be a bit nicer to Shinji now. Yeah, so uh, Shinji uh, gets brought to the lab by Misato, and he apologizes to everyone. He's like, I'm sorry I put you all out. Uh, sorry I kind of made things difficult for you. Uh, and Asuka's like, all by all, do you mean uh, the lab, everything they've worked for, all the of paper us? towels. Yeah, I had to take some very extreme steps to uh, save you there. And Shinji looks at her and immediately starts blushing. And Misato calls him up for that. And Asuka immediately uh, is all cool with Shinji. They're friends again. And then the last bit of this is Sile is angry at Ritsuko, but apparently Ritsuko has uh, taken off. Ritsuko's just fucked off. She's no longer being a power... I was about to say power pup. Uh, no longer being a Power Rangers villain. I think she's still. At least she doesn't want to do other people's work. She's being her own Power Rangers villain. Um, she's now uh, gone full entrepreneur and is her own boss. She sets her own hours. Uh, and then the final chapter of this volume uh, starts off with Asuka giving Shinji lunch and Shinji being confused by this. And she's like, "Why are you confused? It's my day to make lunches." And she's just like, yeah, but that has literally never once stopped you from making lunches. Or allowed you to make lunches. Stopped you from not making lunches. Fuck, I don't know how to phrase this. But it's been your day to make lunch a lot, and you've never once made lunch for me before. Uh, and she's like, yeah, well, fuck you, I made lunch today. And you're gonna eat it, and you're gonna pretend like you're choosing to eat it, and I'm not just gonna assault you if you don't eat it. That's continuing the trend, though, Shinji being a moments away from being assaulted at any moment. Uh, while this is happening, uh, Kirishima and Hakari are hanging out chatting, and Hakari, uh, makes a comment about this, <coughs> uh, ritual she heard about where if there's someone you're sweet on and you put their picture in your student planner, uh, and then they find it, uh, then you're going to be together forever. Um. Just like that street if you walk down. Yeah, there's a whole bunch of these uh, theories about ways to make you uh, stay together forever. Uh, Ray seems to overhear this conversation, and she checks out her student planner, and we see her tucking a picture into it, but we don't see what picture. Uh, and then the rest of the chapter is, well, Ray running around uh, during gym class, and Kirishima calls her out, and she's like, You got something in your pocket there, Ray? You got your student planner in your pocket there, Ray? Wait, you got your student planner in your pocket? Is there a reason you're carrying it around with you at all times of the day? Is there perhaps a theory you've heard about why you would keep your student planner on, on you at all times of the day? And Also, I should mention this one because I think I forgot to mention, but part of the theory with Hikari isn't just that you keep your picture and then they find it, but you have to keep your student planner on you at all times and then they find it. Um, and so Hikari is clearly... Or not Hikari. Kirishima is clearly on to what Ray's doing here uh, and is trying to call her out. And Ray just... Fucking runs away from that situation. She's already like Shinji. Yep. Uh, so... Uh, end of the school day, Asuka makes a comment about how, uh, she's getting ready to head home. Uh, and she's asking Shinji what he wants for dinner, because she'll head to the market and get the ingredients and they'll have dinner together. Seeing as how she already made a passable lunch. And Shinji was like, uh, that's very kind of you, but I'm having dinner with my parents. Remember those people who love uh, this random girl more than me? I'm going to have dinner with them. Um, and Oscar's response is, Oh, well, in that case, I'm going to test my cooking on Misato, since he said lunch was passable. Uh, and so Shinji and Ray decide to walk home together, and Ray starts planning out the perfect way to just, like, awkwardly drop her student planner in front of Shinji, and then he'll pick it up and discover the photo, and that's what will make them fall in love together forever. Um... 
but oh no. She can't find her student planner. Uh, so Shinji's like, yeah, that's not like a big deal or anything, is it? Like, you'll be back in school tomorrow, you can get it then. Our schedule hasn't changed. Uh, is there something super important inside of there that you want to find? Uh, and also, or everybody's like, shut up, fuck you, no, stop, we're not friends. <laughs> um, uh, and so they decide to search around the school for the student planner. Because the last time Ray knows for sure she had it was in that gym class when she was getting accosted by uh, Kirishima. Also, I just want to say, the story seems to heavily set up that Mana's the reason it's gone missing, but she doesn't appear again in the rest of the chapter. Also, yeah, it does a lot of setting up Mana's somehow involved in this. And then when we find out the solution, it's uh, Ray dropped her student planner in the hallway and a different teacher picked it up. Yeah, Ibuki. That's the Ibuki. That's the entire solution there. Um... So they search all around the school. Uh, uh, Ray ends up like... So Shinji tries to ask what, what's so important about the student planner that they need to find it anyways. And uh, Ray decides to change the topic because she can't admit that it's a secret plan to make him fall in love with her. Uh, so she decides to ask him about the simulation the other day. And Shinji's like, yeah, I'm going to be honest. I don't remember anything that happened while that was going on. And that causes Ray to think back about he definitely doesn't remember the kiss with Asuka, but that was a very uh, willful thing for Asuka to do. Um, his, she keeps, like, like she starts thinking to herself, with, like, how am I going to make Shinji fall in love with me? I can't use silly tricks like this. I have to use my own force and willpower to make him fall in love with me. I know, I'll brew a love potion. Uh... And then they decide to just head home since they uh, can't find the student planner anyways. Yeah. Uh, meanwhile, at the exit, Asuka runs into uh, Misato, asks Misato what she wants for dinner, and Misato's like, uh, beer. I'm going out drinking. I won't be home. Uh, don't cook for me. Um, <laughs> for the love of God, follow that last part. Uh, and then she uh, mentions that the whole reason she was looking for Asuka was she was actually looking for Ray. But Asuka's probably going to see Ray before she does. Uh, so give the student planner to her. Um, and Ray's like, cool. Uh, that's fine. Or not Ray, Asuka. Uh, and then Asuka looks at the student planner and she can see like a little bit of a picture sticking out. Uh, and thinks about the fact that it's definitely a picture of Shinji. Because Ray's clearly into Shinji and she's clearly trying to do that Hikari method for making someone fall in love with you. But decides not to um, look at the picture because that would be an invasion of privacy, and she doesn't need that to be uh, Ray. Um, so she just puts it back in Ray's desk, and then before heading out, Ray looks into her desk and sees the student planner, uh, and gets real confused because that's the first place she fucking looked. But whatever. Um, they. See that it's the student planner, and then, um, essentially, Shinji almost looks in it, Ray stops him, because she decided she doesn't want to use silly tricks to make him fall in love, she wants to use her own willpower and force, uh, so she stops him from looking in the book, and then just, like, kisses him on the mouth and runs away. Um, Apparently last... this was also so traumatizing for Shinji, he never went home that day. Yeah, the last panel we see of this one is, uh... Gendo being confused because Shinji never came home and this was supposed to be his dinner with Shinji. Uh, also, Yui and Ray were going to be there, but the main thing was Gendo was going to get to have dinner with Shinji. Um, and Yui says Shinji's stuck at school, and then it cuts to the school and Shinji's still there, frozen in place. Um, also, we find out that the picture that uh, Ray had been carrying around in her student planner uh, to make Shinji fall in love with her wasn't actually just a photo of Shinji. It was a photo of the two of them, along with Yui and Gendo. Uh, so she just wants that to be a whole family unit for, I guess. Maybe. Maybe, I guess. Anyways, uh, that's the last chapter. We still have an extra special bonus chapter this time, though. But it's, uh, this is probably like, the, the worst extra chapter, because it literally does nothing. It's just a hot spring episode. Yeah, it's just... Uh, they go up to the hot springs... Uh, Gendo acts like Gendo in that he uh, sees that the road is closed but decides to go anyways and has to detour a lot. And so it takes them like eight hours to get to the hot springs. Um, 
Rachel was asleep in the backseat of the car, so she doesn't realize how awful the car ride is, even though everyone else is complaining about it. Uh, they hang out in the hot springs, they talk a little bit. Uh, Kyoko comments on the fact that Asuka's tits are growing, uh, and one day she'll be as big as Asuka. Uh, meanwhile, on the other side, Shinji's talking to his dad about the fact that, why are you always wearing your glasses? And Gendo's like, Shinji, I'm nearsighted. What you're doing right now is called ableism. Don't make fun of me for wearing glasses. And Shinji's like, that's not what I was trying to do. We're in the hot springs. There's no way you can see through your glasses. They're 100% fully fogged up right now. Uh, and then Gendo's like, I'm gonna go help out the girls, because apparently Kyoko passed the fuck out in the hot spring and needs some assistance, uh, being carried back to her room. Uh, so Gendo goes to help them. Uh, Shinji sees he's about to step on soap and slip, so, uh, he tries to catch Gendo, and then they knock over into the wall between the two hot springs, and Shinji peeps at the girls. That's the whole chapter. Yeah, and then Gendo pretty much does the film, and it's like, I can't be seen without my glasses. Yeah, uh, so, uh, there's the slight joke of the next day, Kyoko's talking about how she feels so refreshed, because she slept all night in a hot spring, uh, but she comments on the fact that Shinji looks kind of beat, because he was physically beat up. Yep, oh, always near beating. <clears throat> always ready for a beating, or, he's either soon to be beat, or recently beaten, and sometimes he's both. So that wraps up volume 13 there. Uh, yep. Yeah, I think it does a good job at like really forcing the point home of she needs at the, to make a choice. Yeah, we're not at the point where he has made a choice, but it's becoming very clear she's going to have to make a choice. And it's no longer just his dreams about making a choice. It's bled over to the real world where Oscar's asking him to make a choice. Misato's uh, asking him to make a choice. Also, we didn't talk about this, but Right before drugging him, Ritsuko even asked him to make a choice between the two of them. Uh, so everyone's really nailing home that uh, we cannot stick with this status quo for long. Chiji is going to have to make a choice eventually. Yeah, but that aside, like, it definitely feels like it's one of the weaker volumes. Yeah, for sure. Especially after what we just had. Yeah. Any other uh, final thoughts on this one? Not so much. Any fun facts about this one? <laughs> nope. Yeah, that's fair. Uh, so Haven't been a lot of fun facts for this series. No, the series itself is the fun fact. <laughs> yeah, the fact that you can read a series like this, that's a fun fact. <laughs> uh, but with that, let's wrap up this episode here. So if you'd like to get in contact with us, you can send us an email at whatismypodcastabout at gmail.com. This podcast also goes up every Wednesday on all podcasting platforms as well as YouTube. So like, favorite, subscribe, share it with a friend. Word of mouth helps pass it along to a lot of people. On top of that, we also have the Instagram page, which is pretty active, Fairway Evangelion, where we put up facts about the series on a daily basis, as well as polls, questions, and we interact with everyone uh, as quickly as we can there as well. And as always, Peter, what can we expect on the 14th volume of the Shinji Akari Raising Project? Alright, I'm just going to pretend like this volume didn't happen. What we're getting, White Day, we're also getting Karen. We're getting Gendo being a badass, that's somehow going to involve digging, uh, and then we're getting... And Angel, I'm not going to say the same Angel this time, I'm going to say we're going to get Zerial, uh, we're going to get Zerial or some reference to Zerial. Uh, also, fan service, probably. Yep, plenty of it. <laughs>